Welcome to today's episode, which will likely deal with some dark topics and sometimes sweary words, so listener discretion is always advised. For ad-free and bonus episodes, click in the link in the show notes for exclusive content. You can support the show at buymeacoffee.com or by giving me a rate, writing a review, or subscribing to future episodes. And with all my marketing blah 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 out of the way, on with the show. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. A Million Other Choices is a true crime podcast. And as such, we do discuss some dark topics that might be triggering for some. As you are a true crime listener, I support you in your curiosity. However, having lost a family member to homicide, my message is always to remember not just the victims, but the families and friends left behind, and also the officers, detectives, and prosecutors that work tirelessly for justice. There are links to make monetary donations in the show notes, but more importantly, if you enjoy the podcast, please tell your friends and press that fifth star on your listening platform to help me grow the show. I hope you enjoy the following episode. Hello and welcome to A Million Other Choices. I am, as always, your host, Kim. I've been away from podcasting for weeks now, uh, but I've still had episodes coming out, so you probably haven't noticed. I've, I've been a little bit sick. I have Crohn's disease, and sometimes it creeps up on me with these little surprises, and so about every six months or so, I think this is it. This is how I die, and then I don't, and I carry on. So I've been a bit out of it for a bit, but I'm feeling very good. I have a good medical team, lots of support. So I am back at my writing and my recording and ready to bang out a few more episodes for you. Um, and actually, I'm so good that you didn't even notice that I'd been away and on my imagined all-in-my-head deathbed feeling sorry for myself. Today is the story of little Jandri Botha from South Africa. 
This case was really hard for me to research because there was so much homophobic rhetoric in the media stories and the blogs written about this case. I found the whole thing just really disturbing. This is a story of parenting gone wrong. And yes, the parents in this case happen to be gay. There is absolutely no evidence to support that LGBTQ parents are any more or less likely to abuse their children, others' children, or to be inadequate parents. Let's face it, we are all capable of being inadequate when it comes to parenting. But there are, according to my friend Paulette, there are only two types of people in the world. Assholes and non-assholes. And this story is about two assholes. To tell you the truth, I didn't even think I was going to get enough information for a full episode out of this, because once I started researching, some of these articles were just so ridiculous. Well, here, I'll read some of them to you. We have uh, an article that says, Four-year-old John Botha refused to call his mother's lesbian lover daddy and paid with his life. Boy killed for refusing to call lesbian daddy. Oh, I do not understand why she would want to be called daddy. I would think that they would both want to be more like mother figures rather than father ones. I don't even know why that's a comment. Uh, there's another article that says <laughs> that Jandre was beaten to death by his mother's butch gal pal. Why anyone ever thought that two lesbians raising a boy was a good idea escapes me. Two male gays raising a girl could do a much better job, though no one would ever recommend it. Why? Because female hating is rare in gay men, but male hating is so common in lesbians as to almost be part of the definition. (laughs) Oh my god. Uh, A boy is safer psychologically, if not physically, with a crackhead mom than with a pair of lesbians. Wow. This was a good one. Homosexuals engage in a wide range of antisocial behaviors, including rampant promiscuity, illicit drug use, the use of sadomasochistic pornography to fuel perverse patterns of habituated self-abuse, and the solicitation of prostitutes, all of which fan the fires of violence. Organized crime plays an important role in the life of the homosexual collective. (laughs) Blackmail and extortion threats continue to be associated with homosexual activity. Murders of homosexuals by homosexuals or hired prostitutes and murders of non-homosexuals by homosexuals are often marked by overkill and mutilation. The murder of four-year-old Jandre Botha, who was beaten to death by his lesbian partner, Angeline Nyshen, for refusing to call her daddy while his mother looked on, and of Mary Statuise, a Catholic mother of four who was raped and stabbed to death by an enraged homosexual who objected to her opposition to sodomy, are stories that the secular media has buried. I'm going to have to look up that one of Mary Statuise. I bet you anything it wasn't a homosexual, and I'm a little opposed to sodomy myself, so... So the homosexual environment is one of instability, depravity, drug use, pornography, exposure to AIDS, and moral and spiritual turpitude. Obviously, no child should be placed for adoption or foster care with homosexual partners, male and female. The guidelines do not support adoption by homosexual partners. However, the reference to church approval of the baptism of children of homosexual partners, where there is well-founded hope 
that the children will be brought up in a Catholic religion is based on gay fantasies. Who is the author of this article? Oh, Randy Engel, that is R-A-N-D-Y-E-N-G-E-L. Anyways, really hard (laughs) to research this case because this stuff just makes me... The focus that some people put on this stuff instead of what actually happened just drives me to distraction. Now, you'll have to pardon me with some of the pronunciations today because I'm not familiar with some of the places and the names and how they are pronounced, but I'm just going to do my best. Hannah Lee and Jan Botha were married, a married couple living in Vereniging, South Africa, parenting their infant son, Jandri. Now, I googled Vereniging, every time I say this name, Vereniging, and it's about 474,000 people, and it's on the Clip River. It's quite modern, very scenic. Uh, there's a driving tour that you can view on YouTube. I mean, it really looks like any city. Stores, roads, traffic, trees, Toyota dealerships, can't find a parking spot. Anyways, in, in some point in Jandri's very early life, Hannah Lee made the decision to be true to her authentic self and left Jan for Angeline Denyshin. And then little Jandri, who was still just really little at this time, so maybe two, maybe three, probably closer to two, went to live with his mom, Hannah Lee, and Angeline. Now, reports from South Africa media say that they had owned and worked at what was called a tuck shop. Now, for some reason, I thought that that was one of those horse riding places, but I looked it up and the actual definition is a shop Typically one on school premises that sells confectionery, snacks, and soft drinks. South Africa's post-apartheid constitution was one of the first in the world actually to outlaw discrimination based on sexual orientation. It was the fifth country to legalize same-sex marriage. They can, in South Africa, same-sex couples can adopt children. They can arrange IVF and surrogacy treatments. Um... They are known as the Rainbow Nation, particularly in Africa, where, of course, there's still a lot of discrimination and ignorance about the LGBTQ community. But as we know, just because something is written in law doesn't mean that you can get everyone on board. Uh, So there's still a lot of discrimination there, particularly if you're living outside of any of the major cities. Um, They continue to see a lot of homophobic violence, and in particular, something that they refer to as corrective rape. Uh, Now, I don't live in South Africa, but I can kind of imagine how it works there. So my research tells me that custody there in when it's when there's a divorce automatically goes to the biological mom and that the father has equal rights too, particularly if they were married. But it sounds like in actual practice, mom gets um, custody automatically and then the dad kind of has to fight for it. So the dad in this case, Jan, did start the process of fighting for custody. And it might even possibly have been just visitation because it didn't sound like he even had that. Um, And he continued to fight for at least a year. And he figured he actually had a pretty good chance considering that shortly after the split, Angeline was accused of hitting Jandri in the face with a golf club in December of 2001. But she was acquitted because 
um, Jondry was too little at that time to give evidence in court. So he continued to lose that battle. Now, social workers were monitoring um, Jondry's progress because Jan had suspected very early on that Jandri was being abused by Angeline and because he had been absent from preschool quite a bit. Um, Now a doctor did confirm his suspicions in November of 2002. So he was placed in foster care. Now I'm not sure why he wasn't placed with Jan, the father. Um, He might've had his own issues that he was dealing with, or maybe in South Africa, dads just have a really rough time trying to get rights to their kids. But a court actually dismissed those charges of abuse because there wasn't enough evidence. Evidence. So Jandri went back to live with his mom and her partner, Angeline, um, after Hanalee had made an application in the Mokapane High Court. And in that application, she had said that she was no longer with Angeline. Liar, liar, because she was, of course. And at that time, she was also ordered to stay in the district of Mokopane so that the social worker could a little bit more easily monitor Jandri's po- progress and their whole situation. But she left for Vereeniging with Angeline. On June 2nd, 2003, so only seven months after being returned from foster care, Angeline had phoned home during the day to tell Hanalee not to cook anything because she was going to be bringing home food. And when she arrived home, she discovered that they had actually eaten because they had gotten very hungry earlier in the day, and she was completely enraged and forced little Jandri to eat the food that she'd brought and actually started to beat him with a slipper because he started to vomit. So Hanalee says that she grabbed Jandri away from Angeline. Now later that night, this this is so stupid. While they were watching TV and Jandri was in the tub, which first of all, I don't know. Do you leave a four-year-old alone in a tub? I, I don't know. It's, I can't remember that far back. Maybe you do. But do you watch TV with someone that beat your child with a slipper only hours before? Anyways, they suddenly heard him scream and found that he had fallen in the tub. Now, later, Hannah Lee testified that Angeline had ordered her to tell them, tell the doctors that he had slipped and fallen in the tub as they were on their way to the Vereeniging Mediclinic. But of course, that story was quickly dismissed because as one doctor that treated him said, who was Dr. Alma Gibson, She said, quote, all children who fall are injured look as if they'd been playing. This child looked as if he had come out of a war. So some of the older injuries included a bruised sternum that appeared to be at least a month old, a cracked pelvis, broken collarbone, a fracture to his right hand, two broken legs. Yes, that would be both of them and a fractured skull. Professor Mohammed Dada, who was an expert in trauma, testified later that his injuries were similar to a person who had actually fallen from a two-story building rather than a bathtub and required significant force to inflict and that all the injuries were sustained over a period of time. (laughs) 
Hi, this is Ross, the host of Smells Like Humans, a show about interesting and quirky human behavior. We bring humor, empathy, and warmth to topics such as relationships, dating, work, self-compassion, weddings, phobias, aging parents, travel mishaps, death, and many more. Ever wonder what happens at a cuddle party? We talk about it. Free-range kids in restaurants? We've got some thoughts. Bedtime stories for adults? We're on it. Light, fun, unscripted conversation and personal stories. Please join us by clicking the link in the show notes. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Sadly, and not surprisingly, John Drew died of his injuries nine days later on June 12, 2003. And to top off this huge betrayal, Angeline only then called Jan and his new fiance, fiance Yolanda, to tell them that John Drew had fallen earlier that day and had just died. So let's talk about some of the people and organizations that failed this little peanut Jandri during his little short life. We're going to leave Jan and his fiance Yolanda out of it because no matter what the reasons for him being denied custody, it likely wasn't that he broke both his son's legs. Now, I really don't know how to feel about the social workers and the doctor that initially took Jan's report of abuse seriously enough to take it to court and to remove Jandri from Hannah Lee. Um, as I do understand, it was the courts that dismissed it because there wasn't enough evidence. So the social workers kind of, their hands were sort of tied. But he was beaten in the face with a golf club. That's absurd that there wouldn't be evidence to support that account. And I understand that if I were accused of abusing my child, I would want them to have actual evidence before they took my kids away. Like, I don't want them saying, you know, out of an abundance of caution, we're going to take them away anyways. But shouldn't there be some caution? Like, if a doctor and a social worker, who both have very heavy caseloads themselves, are coming to you and saying that they strongly suspect abuse, you would think that a court would say, let's keep this child in foster care for another 
90 days. Try to find some more evidence in that time. Talk to neighbors, school teachers, employees, co-workers. Someone must know something. And speaking of employees, Lydia Nakomo and her daughter Alita worked for the two in their shop. They both testified that Angeline had at one time viciously assaulted Jondry while demanding that he was to call Angeline daddy. Now, of course, the media and the homophobes had a field day with this, and that became all they ever wrote about and the subject line of all their articles. But it doesn't matter why he was beaten, it matters that he was. And based on later court testimony, it doesn't sound like that one beating that they witnessed was the one that caused his death anyways, but of course it makes for really good storytelling. Both Lydia and Alita testified that while this beating was going on, Hannah Lee didn't intervene or do anything to protect him. Uh, But neither did they. I know that life isn't always black and white, and many people need their jobs to the point of overlooking a few things. But really, like, not even a call to the police from a payphone, like an anonymous tip. They never told anyone until after he died, yet witnessed the abuse with their very own eyes. To me, that's not the same thing as watching your butt, your boss fudge a signature on a contract. This is an abuse of a small child. Evolution has actually made babies and small children cute with their chubby cheeks for a reason. Because it taps into our inner desire to protect and nurture. Their cuteness actually motivates us to take care of them because they need that continual care. It is absolutely no accident of nature that most of us find little peanuts with their little chubby little bums and big eyes adorable. The judge who presided over the case was Rita Rita Willems, and she's actually an interesting judge and one that I think did a really good job of evaluating this case. During the trial, Angeline said that Hannah Lee had assaulted Jondry on numerous occasions. She said that Hannah Lee had always said that she was doing it to instill discipline in him. But Angeline testified that she too had occasionally slapped Jandry when he was naughty, but denied that she'd ever used brute force. She said the only time she had assaulted Jandry was on June 2nd when she had punched him hard in the face. Remember, Jandry is four. He's not a burly six foot guy in a bar that's hitting on you, he's four. Judge Rita said that in preparing for her sentence that she had done quite a bit of research and found that victims had usually done something before they were killed. Not that it means anything deserving, but normally there was some kind of motive to be found. But she couldn't fathom what the heck Jondry had done wrong. She told Hannah Lee that she was a passive participant in her son's murder because she had done absolutely nothing to stop the beating. She said, quote, the tragedy of this case was that you did nothing, end quote. She refers to this pre-trial report in which Angeline herself had said that Jandri was a busy, loving, and a beautiful child. And that she, meaning Angeline, had become a bit frustrated and irritated because everyone was always making such a fuss about him. Judge Rita asked, was that all that he did wrong? To which Angeline didn't say anything and just dabbed her eyes with a tissue. When delivering her judgment, 
Judge Rita acknowledged that there was no substantial evidence linking Hannah Lee to the assaults, but that she was equally guilty of murder for failing in her legal duty to protect her child against abuse, and that she'd lied to Dr. Alma Gibson by saying that he had slipped in the tub, and the court ruled that he she had also lied to protect Angeline. Judge Rita dismissed their version and said that there was substantial medical evidence about the nature of the injuries. She said, quote, I accept the evidence of the medical personnel who are experts in their field. There were, are, there were substantial documents placed before me. Most of them have medical experience, which spans over a period of 15 years. All of them have dismissed the version of the accused and were unanimous that the deceased injuries were inflicted over a period of time. It is unthinkable that the mother of the child could not have known about these fatal injuries. The deceased also had broken legs, and his mother should have been aware of this. Judge Rita, like she just went right after Hanalee for failing to report Jandri's abuse by Angeline to either the social workers who were monitoring Jandri um, or to her ex-husband. And the judge was completely furious that the father, Jan, had not become aware or that he had only become aware of his abuse on the day that he died on June 12, 2003, and that it was Angeline that had called him and lied saying that he had fallen earlier that day. So Judge Rita just felt that Hanalee was completely unfit to be a mother and said that her own parents had later approached Jan, the ex-husband, and gave him financial help to help fight for the custody of Jandri. Um, she said, Hannah Lee was not helpless. She was well aware of Angeline's violent outbursts. She could have called the child's father for help, but she failed to do so. She did nothing to protect her own child. She called Angeline a complete liar and a hopeless witness who had contradicted herself in testimony. Now, a social worker, um, Johanna Kruger had asked the judge not to impose a prison sentence on Hannah Lee because she said that they should consider the fact that Hannah Lee was, had been sexually molested as a child by her mother's boyfriend um, and that that assault had had a negative impact on her. She also claimed that Hannah Lee had divorced Jan because of his extramarital relationships and that he had fathered a child by another woman while they were still married. Now, the defense lawyer, Jakobus Hendrick Smith, said that Hanalee was the victim of abused woman syndrome and that she was scared of Angeline, who would often threaten to kill her if she ever left. But another social worker, Petra Trump, who had also assessed Hanalee, said that uh, Nene, that she um, should be, in fact, given a prison sentence for failing to protect her child, that Quote, she had an option to contact her ex-husband and report the abuse to him. She also had an option to contact her father and stepmother and ask them to come and fetch the child to live with them. Uh, and of course, the judge agreed with Petra on this, saying that Hannah Lee had failed to execute the child's legal right to be protected and that the, ch the court had had to battle 
to get the truth about the assault out of her, uh, which was, of course, made even harder because Henley had refused to testify under oath. In the end, Judge Rita sentenced Hanalee to 15 years for her role in Jandry's death, plus another five years for the assault um, with intention to do grievous bodily harm, and then another two years for lying to the authorities, so 22 years in total. Um, Now, there's no stating whether or not those run concurrently or consecutive. She was 31 at the time, and then Angeline got 20 years for the murder, five for the assault, and two for what they call defeating the ends of justice. So 27 years for her, and she was 33 at the time. Mike Waters, who's the DA spokesperson, said that the justice system had failed Jandry back in November of 2002. Um, That was the golf club incident in foster care. And now it had to some degree tried to make up for it by the long sentences. He says, quote, if the justice system had, however, worked in the first place and had put the interest of Jandry first, it would have been it wouldn't have been necessary to deliver such sentences. The sentencing of Jandry's murderers during the 16 days of activism for nonviolence against women and children highlights the desperate need for a comprehensive justice system that places the interests of the child first. Now, Jan Botha, who, of course, is Jandri's biological dad, said, quote, I am very happy that the court of Vereniging has accepted my version of my child's abuse at the hands of the two, because the law and the social workers in Podgiteris failed me. It was proven in court this time that the social workers who recommended that Hannah Lee must get custody of Jandri did not do their job properly. I laid an assault charge against them four years ago, a year before Jandri's death. The court dismissed the matter on the grounds that there was no evidence. This was even though Jandri had been absent from preschool several times, now proved to have been the result of serial beatings. There was enough incriminating evidence against them, but they were let free. I'm happy that the prosecution in this case did its job properly. End quote. Oh, that was an awful case. And I really hated researching it because I just kept getting like, matter and matter every article I turned to. Like, really, why is the focus even on the fact that these animals were gay? Like, who cares who they sleep with? It's what they do. And they murdered an innocent little boy for no reason. If I look back on the parenting of my kids, I feel like there was so much more that I could have done. That I sometimes feel like I just did did the minimum. Nothing was ever organic. And sometimes we ate mac and cheese for dinner and the sports activities that they got to do were limited by funds because I was a single mom. Um, I wasn't doing any crafting or writing letters to the school. I didn't join the PTA and I only volunteered for two field trips in their whole 12 years of school. But they always had breakfast in their bellies. They got to have sleepovers, birthday parties, and we always had at least a cat or a dog for them to cuddle with. And I never once smacked them with a golf club in the face. And I think that that was the minimum that I could have done. But the actual minimum bar is pretty dang low. Some form of shoes on their feet, at least one meal a day, 
something to sleep on, and no dirty needles laying around for them to poke themselves with. Oh, and no punching them. Sometimes I wish I, I could leave out little details of the story just to see if the reactions are different. Like in this story, if I had changed the names to Hannah Lee and Frank, and Frank was the aggressor, what would that have done to the media coverage and like people's sort of visceral, visceral reaction to the case? What if I had left out the details of the crack cocaine in the Bailey Wiley story? Or made Stony Bushy in the John Ostomus case a businessman? Or changed John Ostomus to a white man? Would the story's reaction be different? Would you feel different? Questions to ponder. Now before I close out today's case, I think that we need some fresh air. A break from the terribleness of this case. So let's just take a moment and hear from Savannah. 911. What? What's wrong? What? What's wrong? Um, my dad can't hardly breathe. Okay, hold on a second, okay? Okay. How old are you? I'm five years old. Okay, what's your name? Savannah. Okay, Savannah, hold on. I'm getting them dispatched, okay? Okay. You need to come real fast. Okay, Savannah, I have them on the way. Is your daddy still awake? Yeah. Okay. Is your front door unlocked, Savannah? Uh, is the front door unlocked? No. Okay, Savannah, can you go unlock that front door for me? Sure. Okay. Okay, we need to... Don't worry, Ed. They got the... Okay. Okay, Savannah, is, is the door unlocked? Uh, yes. Okay, has he been sick? Uh, no. Okay, is he still awake? Yes. Okay, Savannah, just make sure... Just try to keep him awake, okay? Yeah. Okay, I have him on the. I have the ambulance on the way. Okay. Just, I'm gonna keep you on the phone, okay? Okay. We're in our jammies and we're trying to go to bed, but can't hardly breathe. Okay. Is, can he talk to you? Um, Dad, can you talk to me? Okay. Yes. Okay. Tell him the ambulance is on the way. The ambulance are on the way. All right, Savannah, just stay on the line with me. Stay calm, Dad. I know you haven't had oxygen before, but... Are you there, Savannah? Yeah, I'm still on the phone. Okay, just, uh, just let me know if, if... Keep him awake, okay? Okay, you have to stay awake. But just tell him the ambulance is on the way, so they'll be there here in a minute. Okay, um, they'll be here in just a minute. The ambulance are on the way, okay? Just let me know. He really needs oxygen. He really needs oxygen? Yeah, real bad. Real bad? Yeah. Okay, well, they're on the way with it, so they'll be there here in a minute. I'm just going to keep you on the line. Okay. Is he still awake? Yeah. Okay. And did you say he's been sick or anything? Um, have you been sick? No. Can you ask him if this has ever happened before? Has this ever happened no. So far, so good. He's so awake. Hey, ask him if he has any kind of chest pain. Do you have any chest pain? Yes. Okay. This is his first time. Okay. I got him on the way, so... Okay. We're in our jammies. And I'm in a TikTok, so I'll have to get dressed. I know what I'm going to wear, but 
You really need Dr. Jen real fast. You tell me when you can hear the ambulance, all right? Okay. I'm sorry, Dad, Dad. You're doing a good job, Savannah. Okay. Um, his name is Frank. His name is Frank? Oh, you're doing a good job, all right, Savannah? Just stay on the phone. Okay. We should be getting there any minute. Okay. Like how many minutes? Uh, probably only a couple. They're on the way. Just make sure your daddy's Probably, um, okay. You have to stay awake. They'll be in a couple minutes. I can hear them. You can hear them? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to keep you on the line until they get in the house, all right? Okay. Okay, Dad. It's okay. So you still doing okay, Savannah? Yeah, he's okay. Okay. I'll be, I'll be in my room, and I'll be putting on, um... I say, Savannah, I want you to stay there with your daddy, okay? Okay. I need you to make sure that he stays awake, so. Oh, okay. I got that. And we have a dog that's really um, small. Is, so he's friendly? He's friendly. Okay. He kind of barks. He kind of barks? That's all right, though. Lou, come on. Come on, Lulu. Come here. Is your dad okay still? Yeah. Okay. So far, so good. Okay, well, we'll turn me all right. Is he still awake, Savannah? Yeah, he's oh. still awake. Okay. The ambulance mm -hmm. should be getting there any time. Okay. And he looks like he's real shaky. Hold on, Savannah, okay? Okay. Is, is okay. the fireman there, Savannah? Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, they're here. All right, so they're, they're in the house now? No, okay. I see the red light. All right, Savannah, just tell me when they get in the house, okay, and I'll disconnect with you. Okay. I am real shaky, too, so... You're, you're real shaky, too? See? Now we feel better. There's some good in the world, and I hope that you find more of it as you go about the rest of your day. And that was the murder of little Jondra Botha. And thank you so much for listening. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.